Enola harvest is just getting underway across the prairies. We got an update on the Manitoba crop from Justine Cornelson with Brett Young. Seems like this week everyone brought the slother out, um, just traveling around the province a little bit. And yeah, things are they're coming down. I actually saw come across a few fields that were ready to be uh, straight cut already and, and growers were in there. So things are moving and, and this heat this week or into the next two weeks should really help progress things. Um, I, I think a lot of acres are going to end up being swapped just based on how late seeding was within the province, um, but then also crop variability. So dropping it down in the swath kind of allows that everything to mature and um, it's just an easier way to kind of keep a control on it and, and I think to help split up the, the harvest season, um, right? You know, a lot of those fall cereals have come off already um, and then a bulk Bulk of our crops are all going to be kind of done around the same time this year. So putting a few things down in the swath just kind of helps push it in the right direction. Talk a bit more about, uh, you know, what farmers should be looking for that uh, 60% seed color change. Yeah, yeah. So that that is, um, you know, kind of the earliest you want to go in or optimal timing to go in for swathing. Um, last year, Canola Council did a grower survey and found that a lot, a lot of growers are still going too early. Um, and what happens when you go early is you're not locking in a bunch of that yield. You're leaving a bunch of it out there in the field because those plants will never reach full maturity. Um, so waiting to that 60% seed color change is so extremely important. Um, and, and how you do that is looking at seed color change, typically where bulk of your yield is. Depending on the year, that changes. But usually that's on your main stem of the plant. You open up pods there. Um, they should be brown and firm, um, solid at that point. As you move up the plant, kind of that middle range, there's a bunch of change occurred. So you're going to have green and brown seeds. And then at the top of the plant, um, you'll have green seeds, but they are firm. So they're no longer able to be crushed within your hand. Um, so like I said, that's so extremely important to go through that and, and really assess your entire field as a whole and where that average crop stage is at. And, you know, from what you've been seeing out in the field, how is the canola crop looking? You know, really good. Um, it's been kind of a, a great summer for it once it did get into the ground, right? We we were warm, but not above and beyond and really hot like we were last summer. And we had lots of, 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 of moisture um, and then cool overnight lows. So there wasn't many nights where we had that really elevated extremes like in comparison to last year. Um, so perfect conditions for canola, right? It is a cooler climate crop. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the combine starts to report. Um, but some of the early, uh, yield reports coming out of, you know, kind of Winkler, Carmen area puts the crop around that 50 bushels, give or take. And, and I think out towards the Southeast, we're seeing in that kind of 40 to 50 range. So, um, it's projected that a bunch of these later crops will have kind of a higher yield potential. So only time will tell. Any, um, insect issues here at this point or... You know, there's been a few, um, well, there's, there's always late season flea beetles. Um, they're there. They're typically feeding on anything that's left green. So you will see them up eating on those greener, um, immature pods. Um, but like they're not typically a pest of concern right now. Um, up into the Swan River Valley area, into that northwest, we are seeing um, quite a bit of, of ligus again. And so there are a few fields that have um, been sprayed and uh, mainly because they've hit that economic threshold. So it's important to get out there while, while assessing your seed color change and see what's going on. Um, also a really great time to do your disease survey <laughs> as we're waiting, um, as you're out there checking uh, seed color change and then out there even swathing, go and pull a few plants and assess 
uh, assess for damage. Um, you know, high moisture year is really good for our fungal pathogens. Uh, so something like sclerotinia, blackleg, um, you're going to likely see a, a bunch of that this year just based on, on weather alone. Talk a little bit about desiccation and what farmers should uh, uh, pay attention to there. Yeah, you know what, we're going to see some of that, like you said, coming back to just variability in crop maturity. Um, With desiccation, there's different products for different times and kind of different end goals. Um, So that's something to really know the product and what you're going with. If you're going something with a regular iron rate that's applied when the the crop is really mature and it's just going to finish it down that much quicker. Um, So that's a product you use kind of later on. Um, if you're going in a little bit typically earlier with a, like a glyphosate um, or something like a heat, you know, you're, you're going to have to do that a little bit earlier and it takes some time. It takes, you know, a week or two weeks for that crop to slowly dry down. It's not as quick as the, the regular ion. So, um, this, like I said, it's managing weeds um, this year, the, the weeds also did really well in um, the, the wet conditions. So, like I said, if you're going in there, you're likely trying to knock down um, some uh, specific weed species. So, look at your products that you're applying and make sure that's actually coverage on it. Um, something like your heat products, right there, they work on only broadleaves. So, right, if you're trying to control some other grassy species, you're going to have to add in your your glyphosate or something else in there um, to dry the crop down. Of course, with any um, desiccation. Um, check the pre-harvest intervals, right? How long before you can actually go in there and then harvest the crop. That was Justine Cornelson with Brett Young giving us an update on Manitoba's canola crop. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.